you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 130 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, the A's are going to the postseason, everybody. They're also kings of the Bay Area, so I'll go through a little bit of Friday's game. I'll get you guys caught up on where the A's stand in the postseason right now. Uh, there's only one magic number that we have to worry about at this point, because the A's already clinched their postseason spot, so we're down to one number. Tell you what it is here in a minute. And there was also a report going around that the playoffs this year, with eight teams getting into the playoffs in each league, may be around for a while. It, it may be the new norm, and I'm going to give you guys my thoughts and opinions on that stuff in the second half of this episode. So uh, that's what we got on the docket for you guys today. But before I get started on anything, please follow us on social media, at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and if you have any questions for us, you can just email those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into it. The A's beat the Giants 6 to nothing on Friday night. Chris Bassett dealt. He looked great. Everybody liked how he looked. I'm going to get into some things that I'm worried about. I, I know that I've talked about it before. I'm going to talk about it again. Um, so the A's won 6 nothing. Matt Olson had a big dinger. He <laughs> That sounded funny. Um, he had a three-run home run. Let's call it a home run, not a... Not a, he has a big dinger. Um, yeah, so he had a big home run. That was fun to see. He's having a great season. I'll go into him here in a minute, too. But, uh, yeah, the A's, with this win, are kings of the Bay Area again. They get that trophy back, the Bay Bridge trophy. And uh, I am irrationally happy about that, um, mostly because I don't like the Giants. And I really, this whole idea for the Bay Bridge trophy was Brody Brazil's idea. He is an A's guy. And so, therefore... I don't feel like the Giants should ever have it, even if they do win. So it's nice that it's coming back home to Oakland. But let's talk about the game in which they won that trophy. Uh, their first of two trophies this season? Eh, foreshadowing. I'm talking about the World Series trophy. Um, so Chris Bassett, he went six and two-thirds innings. He gave up three hits, three walks, struck out seven. He looked pretty good. I will give him that. He, he faltered a little bit, got some guys on base there in the later innings, but, you know, that's fine. Uh, his ERA is now in the top five in the American League at 2.57. That's a pretty damn good ERA. And I don't want to dampen on the Chris Bassett party. Uh, he's been the A's most consistent starter this season. And there, there's talk about him maybe being the game one guy, uh, mostly from fans. I haven't heard, you know, I, I think it's because we don't know who the game one guy is going to be. And you're like, oh, well, he's been good. Maybe it's Chris Bassett. I don't know. Um, he's been good. I'm going to say that. But the metrics still don't like him for the year and the, the advanced metrics. Um, except for his walk rate, everything else is on the wrong side of league average. And that is not great. His expected ERA heading into this game, this, these are all before the game started. So uh, they're not as exact, but his ERA was like 2.9 before the game. So take him down by a little bit and you're still in the wrong area. His expected ERA was 447. His exit velocity against or allowed, you know, how how hard the opposition is hitting the ball against him is at 89 miles an hour. And it's not a big difference in the league average, which is 88.3, but it is on the wrong side there. And uh, you, you get a little bit higher 
and it's 90. You get a little bit lower in your league average, and that's, you know, whatever. Uh, his expected batting average is 270, which is crazy high. League average on that one is 250. So, uh, obviously, his batting average went down a little bit on this one, allowing three hits, but he had three walks. So, um, not great. His whiff numbers aren't great as well. So, uh, there's a lot of... I, I feel like it's going to catch up to him at some point, and hopefully it's not the season. Hopefully it's not in the playoffs. Um, that That's the hope right now. But that that's what worries me about Chris Bassett in general. Um, but, you know, uh, he's... He's shoving right now, and I don't mind seeing him on the bump. When when I see his name as the projected starter, I'm like, hey, is he going to get a good pitched game? But this is always in the back of my head. So I'm a little bit worried, but at the same time, he's still doing it, and these numbers have been like this all season. So maybe there's just no guarantee that he's going to regress to the mean a little bit. Maybe he will play at this level, and then maybe next year he regresses or he progresses. Maybe he keeps going. I don't know. Baseball is a funny sport, which is why I like it. Sometimes you can't just trust the numbers, but you know I am looking at them at least. Uh, as, as I said, Matt Olson, he went one for four. He had a home run and three RBI. Um, he is hitting 191 on the season, which is... Not great, but uh, he also has a 308 on base percentage, which isn't great for him. Uh, usually, you'd want to see that around 335, 340-ish. Uh, sometimes you can go a little bit higher than that if you want to, but 308's a little bit low. It's because of the low batting average. But at the same time, he's also uh, tied for 11th in home runs with 14. He's 7th in RBI with 41. And this isn't all of baseball, not just the American League. So he's putting up numbers with the best of them. Uh, he has played four less games than pretty much everybody except for Luke Voigt, who's also been good uh, for the Yankees. Uh, everybody else has played 51 games because they didn't have, you know, the COVID week off and all that stuff. Um, but of the people ahead of him, though, his uh, OPS, his on-base plus slugging, is at least 200 points lower than everybody. And that's not great. His OPS is like uh, 750 or something like that. And league average is like 780, I think. Um, or it usually is. And usually the, the better hitters have like 950, something like that. Uh, because of the shortened season, there are a bunch of guys over 1,000. You know, a one dot, if you will. And Olsen's expected stats are actually saying that he should be a little bit better. I, I think that part of that is the way that teams shift him. Uh, so it makes his ex expected stats look good, but uh, because of the shift, they are not. Like his expected batting average is 238, which is close to his career average. So maybe there's regression or progression on both these guys. I don't know. All I know is the A's are in the postseason. That's good stuff. And uh, I, I got to throw in one random Angels thing because I saw this tweeted out by Fabian Ardaya. The Angels are sneakily three and a half games back at Houston. Uh and that would be interesting because the Angels are like nine games under 500. But I looked at the Angels schedule. They have series coming up against the Dodgers and the Padres. I'm doubting that they're going to get too many wins against those teams and take advantage of the Astros just having a really bad season. But, uh, you know, I just want to throw it out there that they're also kind of in the mix. Maybe, sort of, probably not really, but, you know, they're there. But as for the actual playoff standings as we see them. Uh, the A's are still in third place even with their win. They are now one game back of the White Sox, who are the two seed after their loss to the Reds 7-1. to one. The Reds are hot right now. And just quick National League tangent here. Uh, the Reds, after sucking most of the season, have taken over the eighth spot in the National League. And with just a few more wins and some little bit of help, they could take over the sixth 
or the seventh spot. They're actually tied for the sixth spot with the Cardinals, but the Cardinals have all those weird double headers and stuff, and uh, who knows how to calculate their record. So the Reds currently have the eighth spot. But uh, yeah, I mean, they would be facing the Dodgers if they were number one, if, you know, they got the eighth seed. But the Cubs and Braves look beatable, I think. And those Reds got some pitching. So Reds, not an easy first round matchup. Kind of like uh, the Indians, who are currently the seventh team in the American League. So, uh, the A's don't have to worry about them quite yet unless they gain ground on the White Sox. And if there is a team above the A's that I think that they're going to be gaining more ground on, I think it is the White Sox. Uh, the A's probably going to be number one, number two, depending on how they play the next week. Um, obviously, you need wins to move up. So there's that. Uh, the Rays also won. They're now the number one seed, obviously. Uh, Toronto just keeps losing games. Uh, they're solidly in the eight seed right now. And I mean, unless... Uh, Seattle comes up out of nowhere, they're probably, I mean, they're four games back right now. Unless Seattle makes a huge run, I, I don't see anything changing there. So uh, you kind of want that eight seed or the number one seed to face uh, those Blue Jays. And if it is, in fact, the White Sox that get the three seed, I would be very excited to watch a Houston Astros Chicago White Sox series from guaranteed rate field in Chicago. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, that, that'd be like the new fun team to watch against the old fun team that was cheating the whole time that we don't like anymore. Uh, so that would be a fun matchup, I think. Also, Dallas Keuchel would be able to pitch against his old friends and uh, now mortal enemies, I assume. They're probably all still friends. I have no idea. Um, but anyways, coming up after the break, I'm going to give you guys my take on the proposed new playoff system that could be implemented in like 2022 once the uh, CBA gets negotiated. So that's all fun. So stick around for that. But first, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB today. 
If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, make sure to subscribe. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And that's it. Let's get into everything else for today. I'm going to talk about my thoughts about the playoff system. I've been holding off for a couple of days and I feel like I have some things to say and uh, that's what I'm going to do because I have a podcast and I'm going to talk about it with this microphone. And uh, here we go. So what's being talked about is basically keeping the playoffs as they are this season with, you know, you got the top two seeds in each division. Those are one through six. And then you got the two wildcard teams. So you got eight teams total. And at first blush, eight teams, too many teams. And I think I stand by that. But uh, I'm going to give you guys the whole thought process that I went through here. I looked up the standings from each of the last three years, including so uh, 2019, 2018, and 2017, seeing if these uh, would have had a different outcome in the playoffs, perhaps anything like that. Uh, Basically, nothing changed for the A's. They wouldn't have made the playoffs in 2017. They would have had a three-game series in 2018 and 2019, which would have been better than a one-game series, but uh, those Yankees were really good. Those Rays were really good. I don't know that the A's would have advanced past either of those teams, so I don't know that their fortunes would have changed. What would have changed is the Mariners would have made the playoffs at least once, so that's a plus. Uh, Good job on the Mariners. So basically, here are the matchups from last year. I'll start with last year. It's the most fresh in everybody's minds. It would have been the Astros and Rangers, the Yankees and Red Sox, the Twins and Indians, and then the A's and Rays. Um, The Rangers with 78 wins sneak into the playoffs to face a 107-win Houston Astros team. So uh, I don't think that there's going to be many upsets in this because basically, uh, other than the Indians, every other team was like roughly 500 or way below. And this theme kind of sticks with everything else. I don't think that there would be any upsets or that things would have played out any differently. And just to illustrate that point, in 2018, it would have been the 108-win Red Sox going against the 80-win Angels, the 103-win Astros against the 89-win Mariners. Hey, remember the Mariners, they were good. Uh, The three-seed would have been the Indians with 91 wins. The Rays would have had 90. That could have been an interesting matchup. Uh, Rays didn't get a chance, though. Uh, And then the Yankees and A's battled. I don't know that uh, the A's would have overtaken the Yankees. But, you know, hey, maybe. We we don't know. Uh, In 2017, the Astros ended up winning the World Series because they cheated. And the Indians were actually the number one seed. And they would have faced... I I didn't check the tiebreakers. But the 6, 7, 8 seeds were all uh, 80-win teams. They were the Angels, Rays, and Royals. And so 80-win teams are going against uh, 102, 101, and 93-win teams. I don't think that there's going to be many upsets there. Uh, even if one of these teams got hot, maybe the Rays have some magic that could have been interesting. Maybe they could have, uh, you know, kicked the Astros out of the playoffs in the first round. That would have been fun. But um, if they're going to keep everything with three games for the home team, that'd be kind of cool. But I think that they would need to work in some off days for the uh, division series and championship series so that, you know, it's not I, I, I do enjoy a full team getting tested. That's kind of fun. But I think that just for, you know, player safety and all that stuff, you need to work in a couple of extra days off. Uh, Maybe one in the series and you go three, four or something like that. I don't know. Um, This is a weird season, so I don't know if this is how it's exactly going to look moving forward if it does get implemented. But uh, if it does get implemented, my big worry is that teams aren't going to be spending money anymore and they're not going to be trying. They're just going to be like, hey, or they're going to 
uh, get all of the talent. Like the Yankees will just have all of the good players because they're the only team spending money and teams like the A's. My big worry here is the A's because, I mean, being enforced, they can they can construct a team. They can win 80 games, no problem whatsoever. And they don't need a ton of talent to do it. They can do it with, you know, their Scott Hattiebergs and all that stuff and be just fine getting an 80-win team that'll get you to the playoffs so that you're technically making the playoffs every year. But are they going to be necessarily contending each year? No. Do you need to spend, you know, money on a Chris Davis to make you guys an 80-win team? Not necessarily. Do you like seeing Chris Davis? Yeah, he's fun. Are they going to re-sign Matt Chapman or Matt Olson or Marcus Simeon or anybody? That's going to cost them any money because they're going to add a couple of more wins? Not at all. No, I don't think that that's uh, in the cards. Even if th- they don't implement this, I don't. it's going to be hard for them to do that just because the owner uh, doesn't like spending money. So if you give the A's owner in particular another reason to not spend money because he can make the playoffs because half the league makes the playoffs, I just don't think that that's a great idea. It's not a way to you know get free agency going, create intrigue surrounding the sport. What's What's been fueling baseball this season has been the fact that a world series champion cheated and then the one after them also cheated and you know all the the intrigue surrounding that and the astros are they good are they not good how much of their downfall this season is injuries how much of it was the cheating how much that's what's fueling the the game right now it's not because you know new faces and new places kind of thing or you know the youth revolution which Helped for a couple of weeks, but people aren't talking about the Padres as much right now. Um, yeah, they just need to do more. And I feel like this would get people talking about baseball less until the playoffs. And uh, they play 162 games. They play for six months. And if you're only talking about the sport for one month, then implementing this new playoff system would actually hurt the spread of the game. It doesn't matter how long the games are. If the games don't necessarily matter and you got eight teams that are actually going for it and then maybe one lucks into them and one of them, you know, like the Astros are playing 500 baseball or below this year, maybe they don't make the playoffs, but then a team like the Mariners or the Orioles in, you know, a a different year, uh, maybe they make the playoffs instead of the Astros and you're like, oh, that was amazing. And then they get, you know, beat up in the first round and then they're gone. Um, It doesn't create a very long-term solution for this, I don't think. You need to get the owners to spend more money, and this does not get them to spend more money. It gets them to make more money, which I'm sure that they're happy with. But, you know, as a baseball consumer, I don't really care about how much money they're making because I think that they're making uh, roughly around the amount of plenty, and they don't need more than plenty. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know why you need to keep changing the game like this. Uh, Watering down baseball is not what you do. You got 162 games. You know who the best teams are after that point. If you want to go to six teams as opposed to five, do that. Give them all, you know, a three-game series or a five-game series or whatever. That's more revenue. And then you're not watering down the product as much. And, I mean, for my money, I'd rather not see the division winners get, you know, one, two, three. Just go all in and say, hey, uh, if the Yankees and Rays are one, two, they're the one and two seeds. Uh, Just do it straight by record. I think that's the best way to do it. And I think that that would be more entertaining because that way you're you're creating intrigue as to what seed they're going to get overall. Because if, you know, uh, the Yankees have 108 wins or something like that and the Rays are at like 97, but then all of the other teams are at like 95, well, the Rays are going to get the fourth seed and, you know, how we've been doing things and what's the incentive for them to keep trying. But if you throw all of the other teams into it and they're fighting for the second seed or the third seed or, you know, whatever other seed is available to them, then it becomes more intriguing and you give their fans a reason to keep paying attention. You give everybody a reason to keep paying attention because you want to see how the final board's going to look. So if they want to do it, I'm not fully opposed to it. 
I, I don't necessarily want to see eight teams. I don't want to see the A's just stop spending money because they don't need to because they know how to develop people and, you know, not pay anybody. Um, so that's those are my worries. I think that there's some middle ground that could be made and uh, maybe we can go from there. But uh, let me know what you guys think. Tell me on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter. I am also at by Jason B on Twitter. But uh, that's going to be it for me this week, you guys. So until Monday, stay indoors, celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks and I'll talk to you guys on Monday.